Welcome back to another vlog, everybody. So glad you are here with us. Hi, everybody. If you're anything like me, when you listen to a podcast, you're either in the car freezing to death listening to this because currently it's winter here or because I if I'm in the hey, the weather was lovely today or you're working out slash attempting to work out basically dry heaving as you jog for the first time. I can just imagine your dry heaving jogging faces listening to this. No, a lot of people do say that they're working out while they listen to us or driving. Just glad that we could join you for a little bit and hopefully make your day a little brighter with our podcast if, today. Oh, wait, what? I was going to say, if you're working out, I hope that this can be one of those really interesting podcasts for you where it's interesting interesting enough to not look at your clock every like four seconds and be like, is a minute over? Yeah. Has it passed two minutes? That's the best when you're like so distracted that the time flies by when you're jogging or something like that. So don't look at your clock. Don't look at your clock. Look at the horizon. Just put your phone away and listen to our sweet, <laughs> sultry voices. Just talk about what are we talking about today? Ash, this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. So we have a couple little agenda items, announcements, things that I've been working on. And of course, funny news stories. Funny news stories. And then... Well, actually, Dallin has a funny one. And again, please vote on your favorite ones and... This last week, Dallin won. So I have taken on the Aha. approach of not so much funny as heartwarming. Oh, so funny. Well, how do you vote for Exactly. That? <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, then what are we talking about? Um, We wanted to kind of get into our little favorite angel that is a girl. Our, we have two favorite angels. One is a boy. One is a girl. James is turning one in a week and a half-ish. She's almost one, and I can't believe it. And I don't really know how that happened. That went really, by slow but fast. Having kids is like, it feels really slow in the moment, and then all of a sudden you like you think about it, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been a year. People keep telling us, you guys keep telling us, the days are slow, but the years are fast. Yeah, that's a better way that's of saying what, it. Also, many of you guys are the listeners have told us that quote. We talked about in Facebook Live today how our vlogs, we try and keep like happy and feel good. Nothing fake or anything, just like we take the parts of we our day. We just tend to not be filming when things are going crazy or bad or like we're mad at each other or the kids are screaming, you know, so it usually ends up only capturing like the fun, happy but parts I think that's on kind video. of our purpose too. Like we want when people watch our vlog to to to. Leave Are, feeling if happy. you could like boil down the mission of the Dashley's vlogs into like one sentence, it would be to make you smile, mm -hmm. I think. Right. Would you agree? Right. And I was just joking on Facebook Live that we just want to make you smile. Our people were like, what is the podcast? What do we do there? Like, what is it? And I was like, basically, the vlog is where you find happy Dashleys. And the podcast is where you find sad Dashleys. <laughs> and we don't do that on purpose. And we're really actually trying to move away from that. Just because, not that it's bad it's to be sad. sad. We're not sad. I just don't want We're just every... real and we talk about everything. And I think a lot of you Sometimes guys appreciate that. Sometimes I think we get that. too real Sometimes in a I row. think we get a little... Like, I wanted to break it up a little bit. So it's not just like... Oh, I can only listen to them when I'm in a grouchy, crappy mood because all they do is complain. <laughs> no, hopefully we don't complain too much. Right. Let us know. So if we, we want do. this to be a, a really like a really fun vlog, vlog, a really fun podcast, and we're talking about like 
our baby girl in this podcast and we kind of wanted to remember I just want I would be interested to hear what Dallin has to has what he remembers I was kind of high on drugs the whole time so <laughs> I mean I have good memories so. and we did vlog a lot of this there's like three or four uh, well there was like the birth and then there were the days in the hospital and we made lots of vlogs about them so go and watch those if you haven't yet just on our YouTube page or Facebook just search James right birth we, vlog but I'll, so in this podcast we're probably going to tell some more some more backstories or just more that we didn't include or we didn't even film in the in the vlogs james has been not how do i say this she's been for the most part an angel baby and i think she gets a lot of flack from us on these social media outlets because she isn't hard it just the having two babies just like hit us like a wrecking ball and just <laughs> Dallin and I were not prepared for two babies. And I don't know if it's everybody just out there with more than two babies is like, Oh, come on. We just, I don't know. Like I, I just don't know, but it was, it's been a really hard transition for us. Not because of her, like she's a perfect baby and we, like, we love her so much. It's just been a really hard transition and maybe it's just been, we had them back to back. So it's just been like a continuing transition of going from having no kids to having kids. But it's been a really like kind of a rough ride emotionally. Mm, just for me and for Dallin. And it's, I think after we had her, the whole having kids impact on our relationship hit. And we've been working a ton on that, but... I think we talk about that too much almost sometimes. I think it's important to talk about, but we wanted to just talk about the beautiful, wonderful parts of having James, which are more than the part, than the, than the hard parts and like far exceed the hard parts. So we wanted to kind of like go into a little bit of her birth story, like no like gore and guts, just why would we like memories? <laughs> I just don't want people to be like, Oh, I hate that. I mean, we can just say Ashley had a C-section. Right. I did. And leave it at that. No, but like, I don't, How? where do we start? Do we just want to start at the beginning? Yeah. Okay. After when two people nine love each terrible other, months of pregnancy. Oh, that beginning. Okay. So yeah, we head in. Well, Ashley, okay. So George had emergency C-section and are we just skipping the news stories? Right. So I guess we're getting into this. So let's... Just table the news stories, get, get get ready to vote on these at the end of the podcast. Okay, funny news coming at the end. Yeah, let's just get into this. So I was pregnant for like nine months. I had a scheduled C-section because George was an emergency C-section. James, I was super excited to have James. Well, A, because I was pregnant. And B, because she was a girl, I was really excited for that. And one boy, C, one girl. I was just really excited for the whole experience of having her slash I was terrified excited because I thought that I wouldn't have to experience contractions which are basically one of those things that make you question God's love for you and <laughs> I I mean like I know God loves me but during that whole process you're just figure like figure of speech you're just well no literal you're just like Re really <laughs> this is the way I just remember sitting there and just not being able to like relate to her at all but just wanting to take the pain away from her 
wishing I could give her an epidural on my own, just like holding her hand. You, the, you see all this in the, in the James's birth vlog. I set the camera over there and it was just like, like sitting next to Ashley on the bed, holding her hand. And even though it was a scheduled C-section, she still had contractions and we, she even went in like a few days earlier than it was scheduled. Huh? Right. No, one day earlier. One day if, earlier. If that child had just waited one more day, Dallin and I could have just pranced on in. She walked the, on in. To the room. Induce the me, doctor. The nurse would have been like, oh, hello. And then I would have just gotten but in But she decided to come. So Ashley still had to experience How contractions. It, yeah. So that morning. Which seemed like the worst thing I woke ever. up at like three in the morning and I was like, Hmm, that feels different. But again, I feel terrible all the time. So maybe it's just another like jab that I'm feeling. But I knew what a contraction felt like. So I knew that that kind of felt, I'd had a lot of like Braxton Hicks and that one kind of felt different. And then as I did each morning at 3 a.m., Luna and I ate our string cheese together because I did not sleep for like eight months of that pregnancy. You cuties. And... String they cheese just, and Reese's Puffs. They were coming very like softly, very irregularly, but more regular than they ever had before. And I was, I just thought to myself, hmm. And I don't know why I didn't call my OB. I have this thing where I hate talking to doctors, especially OBs, because they're so just like, They've been through oh, so many birds dear. that they just downplay everything. Why don't you go take a bath and just take a nap and i'm sure oh you're not ready happening. yet ashley's like i think i'm ready and he's like you're the, still talking during contractions no you're that was ready. with george like when they had it they were admitting me to the hospital and my ob walked by and he was kind of a doofus old timer he just wasn't very personable or good at forming relationships with his with me at least with me yeah but he walked by and i was like literally in the hallway like crouched over and he was just like nope you're not ready. You're going to go home. We'll give it 10 minutes. And then he just like walks away. <laughs> yeah, no like kind, like comforting I words. I just like internalize it so much. I'm not sitting there screaming or We anything. are so grateful for doctors. Some are just not as personable as others. And this one was one of those that wasn't very personable. Right. We digress. This is all, that's, this is like the George section. We don't, we don't need to get into George. George was an emergency C-section that's all you guys need to know right now. We could we can talk about it in another podcast. James, on the day she was born, March 28th, I was supposed to go and get induced on March 29th. Mm-hmm. So March 28th came and I just didn't, I'd never had a scheduled C-section. George was an emergency one after like two days of labor, yada, yada. So I just didn't know you could call as soon as you started feeling regular soft contractions and they would just let you in and, because it was a plan and give C-section. you a c-section they're just like oh yeah i just didn't know i thought it had to be i thought my contractions had to be bad enough like how they oh. have to be bad enough when you go into natural or labor. like you thought you had like they were all booked so you had to go in on your scheduled date no i just thought it was like when you have a normal when you nor- have a baby the natural normal way not through a c-section you have to be in labor like and dilated to a point. And I just thought stupidly that I had to be to that point too. So I waited like six hours 
And then finally I called down and I was just like, Hey, you should probably come home from work. I might be in labor. That's how the the birth vlog starts. It was Ashley's call. <laughs> That's how I said it. But really I'm like, Ugh. yeah, she was like, these are real. But when I go, when I have babies, I get really weird and don't like attention, which is basically how I am at all times. But especially when I'm having a baby slash when I have already had my baby, don't talk to me. Don't visit me. Don't ask to touch my baby. Don't ask to touch my stomach. Don't ask to come to the hospital. I hate all of those things. Unless you are like my mother or my sister or my Aunt Randy, I don't want anything to do with you for like six weeks. And it's really harsh and it's really mean. That's just like how I am. And I think as a pregnant woman and as a woman giving birth, that's fine. There's more people than those three people, but I'm just very like uber weird and protective and I can't control it. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I did. Then I go into the, I call them and they're like, oh, come in. You should have come in a long time ago. And so we come in and while we're driving there, I went from hardly feeling anything, just like feeling contractions to being like, oh my gosh, Dallin. Because with George, I only ever got to like two centimeters dilated before they gave me the epidural. But with James, we got in there and no one was rushing at all. Yeah, it was kind of frustrating. Just like, well, I mean, they have so many patients they're attending to, but you just want them to give all their attention to you. And you're just sitting there struggling. And he said, No one was in the room. I know. We were the only people in the lobby. Yeah. And they're, well, who knows what's going on in all the surgery rooms? But like, we're just waiting for an anesthesiologist to come and give you an epidural. No, this is before. Well, we did come in unscheduled. Like, we, we were doctors have to scramble and come because like we were scheduled for the next day you know so we were like I'm not even talking. they were trying to get the surgery room ready no for i'm not you. even there yet oh what are you talking about we went in and remember the midwife saw us so we had to wait in the lobby to be seen by the midwife oh yeah so, i just feel like if a woman comes in in labor i should get first priority over the people who are not in labor and that is just how i feel personally but i am right When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, yeah, you are. <laughs> so we get in there and it takes that lady like 30 minutes to even see us. 
And she checks me and she's like, oh, yeah, you're a six. Uh, yeah, a six. <laughs> like dying at this point. <laughs> yeah. And she, then she tries to convince me not to have a C-section, which yeah, was stressful. Like the day of, that was weird. And I just didn't know what to do. And we you had sure a plan. you want to go through with this C-section? I know, which is... I mean, is, is she's she coming, a, she had good intentions. She was kind of a, a very holistic, natural person, which is great. But it ended yeah. up being great that I had a C-section. We just felt right about the C-section. We had like pondered and prayed about it and just felt like this is the right thing to do. Right. And my doctor had been like, this is what I would do. You can do whatever you want, but this is... And yeah, her personal doctor, after talking about Ashley's experiences and past, said this is what she should do too. So then they let us in and Dallin and I were super excited and we thought, hooray, like in 20 minutes we're going to be holding our baby. But that, they put us in a waiting room and they told us, okay, like the doctor's going to be ready in 30 minutes and literally like an hour goes by. Yeah. So and uh, uh, this is what I was talking about this, where they were trying to get a surgery room cleaned for her <clears throat> and, I, and I they was were trying six. to find an anesthesiologist to come and get an, an epidural for her. And we we're just li- alone in this little waiting room and Ashley is laying on the bed and everything. And seriously it just like having forever. a baby on the bed. I don't yeah. even know why I had a C-section at that point. Cause I'm pretty sure like I would have had a baby in like 20 minutes if they had it. James was coming. She was ready. It was like, it was the end of the line. I went from a from nothing at like 10 a.m. to a six by one. And then it was just going really, 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 really fast. Mm-hmm. And then they took an hour. I'm sure I was like an eight yeah. or nine. Like Before it was you got bad. the epidural in there. Like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And then she got it and she was like, oh. They were like, okay, we're going to try and do the epidural in between contractions. And then there was no in between or anything. So they just did it. And it was so nice. I know. I just can't. If that's how death feels, I'm (laughs) all of these experiences. What? I just remember thinking if getting an epidural is like how death feels, then I won't. I am not afraid to die. Like, you know, like all the pain goes away. I mean, you don't know because you've never had one. But you're Uh. in like so much pain and you're so like stressed and hurting and you feel like you want to die basically. And then they give you this magical shot and it's just like all gone and you can just relax and lay down. And it's so nice. Yeah. I'm not in that pain ever, but I made me want to try it just to see what it feels like. It was so nice. And then during a C-section, which I had never experienced a C-section before, because George, they, I like passed out during George's. I was just like dying during George's. I remember nothing. And I couldn't wake up for like two days after. It was really weird. With James, I was wide awake. Well, yeah, it's because you were pushing for two days so exhausted with George. James, you just had all the energy in the world and you just got the C-section. and Which is good and bad. Because with George, I had no idea like <laughs> that I was just like laying there. Like it's it's weird. Because they're just like, okay, take all of your clothes off. And there's like like 20 people in the room. And then they have you lay down. And you're just laying there like naked. It's just weird. I've never been in and that situation. And she's all numb. Right. Yeah. And I guess, but it, then they put all the things over you. So you don't feel like so exposed. It was but weird. there was just like a really. It was weird for me. 
because I saw everything and it's just like all these doctors around. But like my mom is a, like she does goes into surgery rooms. She's an echo technician and my aunt's a nurse. It's funny just hearing their perspective on it. It's just like, oh yeah, it's, an, it's another person, another day. They're just so used to seeing naked bodies <laughs> like yeah. all day in surgery. It's just, it's, but to me, it's just, I haven't reached that level of maturity yet. So it was weird for me seeing like just all these people around just your nude body on a table. Yeah, it's really. But it's, but it was, it's a special thing still. No, it's, it was super weird. And like the table, I always imagined it being like a soft table or like a bed, but it's just like a silver metal countertop. I guess it's easier to keep sterilized that I way. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> So then all you really feel during a C-section, you don't see anything and they have a breather mask on you. And um, you're basically talking to your anesthesiologist. It was a jolly fellow. He was great, man. He's good. He's just monitoring all your vitals, all like prepared with all these different syringes of liquids yeah, like in case you need them. Yeah, he's doing stuff the whole time, just squirting. He's in. like a freaking wizard back there. They're mm-hmm. awesome. So they get James out and... I mean, I don't know like what happened, Alan. How does you... it, do you feel anything? Because I just like see them. super light. Like I, I was see afraid. them cutting you open and it just looks so weird. It's weird seeing your guts. Oh. Way weird to see that. But like, and I just look at your face and you're just like, oh, la da da. But then I look at what's happening to your stomach and I'm just like, this is such a weird experience. Just everyone, seeing that. I was kind of scared because everyone says it's a lot of pressure. And when they tell you like, when my OBGYN tells me there's going to be a lot of pressure, like when they put an IUD in you or like <laughs> when they do any sort of work down there, it's a lot of pressure and it feels like death or like a dentist. But when they said it, it just felt like someone was just kind of like sh- shaking me like lightly. That's so weird. Like it didn't what hurt. I saw there was no pain or anything. And what you felt were two very different things. When you say a lot of pressure, you f- think it means like, feeling squished or like but it doesn't feel like that it just kind of felt like someone was like shaking me a little bit Mm -hmm. that's all and you can smell burning because they're burning they kind of burn so you don't bleed a lot yeah I i guess it closes off the blood veins very very weird to watch but then i just watch them like I just, I just, I, I get to witness like them pulling the baby out. I wish Ashley could see, I guess I got it on video, but we can't show that part on the vlog. And I don't watch it. I still haven't watched it. Yeah. It's just really weird for Ashley. It's weird for me too, but I still watched. And it's During just, George's it's after- amazing to see this baby just like, it's like that thing that was in you. Now mm-hmm. it's out here and it's breathing. It's just so, such a, such a weird, special experience it's just unlike anything else and i cried it's just a i don't even know how to explain it cries every time i don't know if it's the drugs though every two times every two times and well it's just a special moment bringing like a life into this world and james cried she's breathing the nurses take her over to that little little baby spot where they clean her check her vitals and check her blood and suck the snot yeah, out of her nose perfectly and fine which was really she good was healthy she was george like had some issues 10 pounds 11 ounces i think george i don't even like with james i got to see her and hold her and like i remember like i got to hold her while we were like taken out of the of the room of the surgery room i could hold her with george like i couldn't even wake up 
Yeah, she was so tired. She they, was falling asleep. They tried then, handing George to her, and she was just like pass out. Right, but I, it was, I this was crazy. Like Actually, it was so weird. Like comparing it to the only other time with George, she was wide awake. She was holding James as they wheeled her out of the C-section room into our. It was really cute. Big room. Because I and guess it was as, like a special, like as a, a C-section mom, like you don't get that moment where you, they like the baby comes out and you hold her. Uh huh. They have to wrap her. Yeah. Right. They, just they have. They like right do away. a lot of things first. They and, still did bring her right next to your face first, right? No, but I just it was like, I think that's kind of like your moment as a C-section mom, like when you hold the baby and they will you out. Yeah. It was really cool, especially because I hadn't. It was such a different experience than George. George was just traumatizing, and then he was in this special care nursery and had yeah. like IVs and like lots of a few issues. Not a lot, just like just like a fever. He had low platelets and they oh, thought yeah, he had platelets. an infection. And so he was like in and out and away from us for a while. But James was just there. Like nothing was wrong with her. She nursed immediately. George had like a lip tie and they never cut it. They probably should have, but he had a really hard time nursing for like a month or two. That's yeah, where that the really little string hard. under your top lip like comes down yeah we didn't know that until the dentist at the dentist we took him for his two-year appointment and he was like wow that's super tight they usually cut these yeah did he have a hard time nursing and i was just like yeah it's terrible how do you describe the feeling like when we're in our room everybody leaves for a little bit and it's just us with this new baby just sleeping in this little crib and i just feeding her a bottle it's so weird so like well, special and it's it's like all of a sudden this new humans in our life we got to learn to be friends i mean you do feel an instant like feeling of love but also it's like it's just so it's it's unlike any other feeling I, it's like michael scott she whips out the cigar it's a baby see i don't want <laughs> this to sound weird but with george it took me a while to like love him like i felt really protective of him and I felt re- like I wanted to be holding him all the time. But I didn't, I maybe, I think it's just I didn't know how to love a baby or I didn't feel comfortable around a baby. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of fear and a lot of like trepidation and just like, I didn't know, I didn't, when James was born, I knew what my relationship with James could become because of my relationship with George. So I feel like that kind of like fast tracked all of my like, just, like feelings of like feeling comfortable around her and feeling like I knew her. Mm-hmm. Whereas George, it was such a foreign thing to have an infant or a newborn baby. Like I didn't know how to swaddle or your hold life him just changes instantly. Or nurse him. All like, of a sudden your whole life revolves around maybe, taking care of this. Maybe infant. it was just a confidence thing with George. I had no idea how to do anything. So it was a big learning curve. But yeah. With, with James, James, we were like, we just, got this. I can change that yeah, diaper. Like, I can feed that baby. I can, they handed her to us. I know what to and do. Knew, I'll swaddle that baby right now. We knew what to expect. We knew how to nurse her. We knew how to hold her. Like there wasn't, it was having a baby the second time is almost better. Cause there's none of that. Am I going to be a good mom? Like, am I going to, are we going to bond? Am I taking care of her the right James way? James nursed right away, right? Yeah, with James, we no just... No issues. Ashley was more confident and knew exactly what to do. Did the football hold? Right, she we were just, just playing right a game on. we knew how to play. So it was really, it was just a fun experience. Like her time in the hospital was so fun. Mm-hmm. And it went by so fast. And we were there for like 
three days. Yeah, I wish. And we- it was just, it's a fun time. It's not like fun, but it is also kind of fun because there's nothing we else to like, do. Newborns are so easy. George is with grandma and grandpa's. And, For the first time ever. Um, he had never stayed away from us. Yeah, that was, it was crazy. So like. Liberating. Very liberating. Ashley and I are just chilling in this room. We have food brought to us. We just have this baby that's sleeping most of the time, eating very well. I know. We're just like like watching shows. I was like, what movie do you want? For real. It was just like some quality time with me and Ashley. And the food there is pretty good at this hospital. So we just weren't complaining. We were just relaxing for like three days. My bed sucked. Yeah. But it was still, it was fun. The nurses all thought I was super weird because like I liked to keep my door open. I think I was just so like sick of like when when we were living where we were living, like I was alone, like most of the time, cause Dallin was working full time and doing a lot of weddings. And it was just like me and a baby, but most of the time at our apartment. So when I go to the hospital, I like, it's, I love the hospital and it's really weird, but I think I just, just cause love, you have so many people. I just taking love care all the attention. I feel like suddenly I have like 20 friends. So I would like leave my room door open and they'd be like, honey, do you want this shut? And I was like, no, no, no leave it open. Just like, I just liked, hearing like the hustle and bustle and not feeling alone which just kind of sounds really sad and depressing but i just really i remember when i had my kidney infection a couple months later i got into the er and they had like admitted me and everything and i was like i'm so excited to be back the doctor <laughs> and he instantly like, gets a red flag what and i was He's like, like no 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 i like, got I, another one of those druggies i know i was like no i've only ever been here when i'm having a baby and it's just always so fun to like have a baby and not be pregnant anymore and He's like, oh, okay. And he was like, okay, okay. <laughs> you don't just want painkillers like, then. I'm not just making this up and like trying to get admitted for freak show reasons. Yeah. But <clears throat> it was a relaxing, fun time. James was just chill. She No issues. The only bad part about, about it We watched was, The Terminal. That was fun. I didn't. I fell asleep. I watched, that's the night after james was born or the night after the night after james was born Dallin was sleeping and i needed to find a show and that is the night that i discovered the bates family well that's the night i first watched their show i had seen them on keep 19 kids previously ashley just watched the duggars right and they have made cameos but that was the first time i had ever watched a season of the bates and now family. she loves the bates. now i've watched every episode of everything they've ever done ever mm-hmm. and i love them Okay, what else was? Is it just was it just like kicks and giggles for three days, and then we came home? It really was. It was just fun. Your parents brought George over to meet her. George didn't really know what to think. He's kind of like, oh, we tried to compare her to Margaret, and from Daniel Tiger. Yeah. And George didn't. He just care was kind of like, oh, he's just baby. now starting to like her. Yeah, they're starting to finally just interact. Like, he was with so little; other. he didn't even. George was only one and a half. Yeah, like no one was on his radar at that point except for like me and Dallin and him. Mm-hmm. He didn't really understand. But now they kind of like talk to each other in the bathtub. George likes going in and getting her out of bed mm-hmm. when she wakes up from her nap. And his new thing now is if he like gets mad at her and pushes her, he'll like feel. We say, George, what happened? And then and he'll, he'll feel bad and he'll go and hug her and say, it's good to see you, baby. Yeah, that's so cute. Because <laughs> that makes it all better. What do you, what was your favorite moment, Dallin? This is interesting to hear. That's all the good stuff for me. After that, it kind of gets gross and terrible because there's all of the whole like postpartum recovery, just 
suddenly you realize all the pain medicine wears off and then you're just in like terrible pain. That was hard. And you know, like there's I had to go to back to work in two weeks. That was really hard. And then you have two of them running around now instead of just one. Then it just became, who do I choose to take care of when they need to be taken care of? I know. That's the hardest part about two. How do you have three, let alone four? I think you just don't five. have, oh, like quince or triplets. We watched a quince or a triplets well, that, gender reveal just... on YouTube because, you know, we're just like everyone else and can't scroll past that. Yeah. But we just couldn't. I just can't. You, that is something else. I mean, I can imagine. You pretty much just that. have to start a YouTube channel and become supported by videos you make because <laughs> I don't know how know. you leave no, the house just, you and, can only and the other person survives. I don't know. It just blows my mind. Or you mind. get a full-time nanny or major respect to people who are parent that parents doesn't work or something. multiples because that is just intense. Yeah. Speaking of parents with multiples, one of our followers is pregnant with twins and she won the Chick-fil-A gift card giveaway from our last podcast. Oh yeah. We said if you share our podcast on Instagram, like share a picture of you listening to it and tag us. We are we pick like a couple people every week and send them a Chick-fil-A gift card. So her name is Kaylin. Kaylin. Thank you, Kaylin. And I just took a picture of the gift card, the coat on the back and the pin scratched off. And hopefully you can use that at the Chick-fil-A. They said you should be able to. They just have to punch in the number. Yeah. You can't swipe it. They're not like Amazon. You can send digital yet. I was like, you guys should get that. And he's like, yeah, we probably should. For now, it's just a good old gift card. Anyways, congrats, Kaylin. We'll be doing another giveaway soon. Thanks for listening. That is the story. And you deserve it because you have twins. I'm really glad that we chose you. Yeah. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm having twins soon and I really need this. And I was like, oh, good. Yeah. So felt good. That was my favorite when I was pregnant. Chick-fil-A diet lemonade. Mm. It is my favorite now. Dallin got it for me today. So that's the story of James's birth. It was kind of condensed, but I think that's the best type of birth story. One that doesn't share all of the details that probably don't need to be shared. Like what? Honestly, I don't even remember. They give you this loopy medicine. It Well, it's the medicine that they give you. As soon as they take the baby out of you, the anesthesiologist tells you, okay, I'm going to give you something that's going to make you feel really good. And I don't know why they do it. Maybe to like keep you still, make you feel just really good. I don't know. But it is like you thought you were feeling good with the epidural and then they give you that and you're just like on cloud nine. I I swear I would be a drug addict if I didn't have like morals that kept me from trying it. Because like, (laughs) or just like if, if I ever break down and do hardcore drugs, I'm pretty sure I would be addicted in like one time because... I like live for colds because I enjoy the feeling of cold medicine so much. And this is scaring me. I, no, I've always done that. What? I've always really liked cold medicine. I don't take it all the time. I only take it when I have a cold. Just your strong attraction towards drugs is scaring me. Right. Like it scares I to, me. <laughs> I need to watch you more carefully, I think. No, I don't. No, but like I took a drug class in college because I was a health major and I learned all about drugs because I know nothing because I was homeschooled. Right. And I would be a person who enjoyed downers. There's people who like uppers, like drugs that make you have tons of energy. Uh-huh. And I don't know what that drug is. I forgot. <laughs> okay. I didn't learn that much in this class. But then there's downers that make you just like 
chill. Like, bro. Yeah. Is that marijuana? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, there's others. Is it different for different people? Like some people, I don't know. I've never done it. Anyways, <laughs> I would be a person who enjoyed downers. My this mom was podcast like, just took a left turn. My mom was fast. like, oh no, I would be an upper person all the way. <laughs> Your mom? Yeah. <laughs> just doing ecstasy, baby. <laughs> just getting everything done. <laughs> um. Well, anyways, that was that. That was fun. That was fun. I think they're waking up, but they might be going back to sleep. It's like... George sometimes just has these bursts of like crying, but then he just I mean, out like, again. Poor tired They just boy. cry in their sleep. It's like midnight right now here. We wanted to talk to you guys about our dilemma. Did we talk enough about James? We love her. She's such a cutie. I'm She's so excited. Cause I can't believe her birthday's coming. We got to have a birthday special for her I vlog. A, I got a birthday outfit. Yeah, I, we got we got new clothes I for her. I discovered a thing called Baby Gap that I have never perused before. And they were having this killer sale where everything was like 50% off. And maybe I signed up for a credit card. So I could get even more off because probably I'm going to be shopping at Baby Gap a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it is so cute. Cool. Well, that's going to be a fun vlog. Yeah. It's, Just trying on all these cute clothes. Maybe we should go. Does she need another haircut? We do another no, baby makeover video. George needs a haircut. George but does. I just decided I was feeling like she's only this age for once. And I'll just count these as her birthday present because she doesn't really need anything. So. I just got her the cutest clothes and I'm so excited. Oh. She's only a baby doll like this for so long. I like know. I can only do this to her for so long. I can already tell the years are going fast. Plus George clothes are just not very exciting. It's really hard to get excited about George clothes. Cause they're just like, they're just basics. But then you get into the baby girl section and like there, though there is so much cute stuff for baby girls. Fun. What's the dilemma? Nothing. That's not the dilemma. The dilemma. I just went back because I didn't feel like we paid enough attention to her yet. Oh, well, future James listening to this. We love you so much. The first year has been just, just a, a blessing. Dream in so many ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> partly because we don't sleep and partly because you're an <laughs> angel. <laughs> Part, partly literally because we don't we haven't slept and everything's a dream. Also because you're an angel and we love you. Right. Here's our dilemma. <sighs> Where do we move? Where do we move? Yeah. This is the ongoing dilemma. Dylan spends like four seconds a day thinking about this. And I spend like 15 hours a day thinking about this. I just think being closer to family trumps having a more mild winter. You don't think how we act, what happened today, how fun and easy and great it was has any value it would be a lot nicer do you remember the mental breakdown both of us had two days ago during a snowstorm yeah but in a few years they will enjoy the snow and we won't have to be stuck inside all day they are my children i am i'm their dad nearly 30 <laughs> remember i'm half have you met george and i have fun in the snow george won't walk outside without socks on because the cement is chilled well, who walks, who walks outside without socks on in this winter? You put shoes on. He's not alone in that. George likes playing in the snow now, by the way. We go and stomp and he looks at footprints you, and we shovel snow. He loves it a lot. 
Can you hear the defensiveness in Dallin's voice? I'm th- this is all true. Anytime, I'm not just making things up. George is starting to like the snow. You would rather have him learn to like the snow for seven years? What do you say? He's already likes the snow. Yeah, but like, what do we do in the snow with him? Right now we go and kick it and we make fireworks and just little toddler stuff. Soon we'll do That's, more fun but for things. for like 10 minutes and then the rest of the time we're inside. Yeah, we spend a lot more time inside than like we did today, for example, when it was nice and high 50s and sunny and beautiful. I'm just saying there are places in this world where that is winter. I know, but both of our families are here. And this is the main dilemma in both of our heads, not just mine. I don't think it's a dilemma in your head. What? I think you... I don't think you think about it because I think the only thing you want to do is stay here. Well, I'm leaning more towards here, but I also would obviously love St. George. There's a lot of positives about it. And I just we would have a lot of fun and we would drive up here a lot. I it's um. You forget really fast how sucky it's been. What? The winter. It was so bad. It was the worst. You also, do they're that growing every up. Year? It's only a few more years. And we would make it a point to plan a few more vacations in the winter next year. We can't live somewhere else for the entire winter. Right. Because that is not financially feasible right now. Right. But we would do a few more vacations and try to get... I just don't want to live somewhere where I have to vacation away from it to enjoy it. Well, in St. George, during the summer, people say... Like we just talked. I grew up in a hot climate. I get what hot is and it's better than cold. Yeah, it would be easier down there. Just the negatives though are that we're farther away from all of our families. It's not that far though. Still four hours. It's not like you can just hop, skip on over. You got to make a trip out of it. It's a shorter trip, but it's still a trip. It's our dilemma. And I don't know if any of you guys know Utah, but there's this stupid thing going on right now where everyone's moving here and there's no room. Like all of the lots are tiny. Just because it's such a wonderful place to be. We, Ashley and I are self-employed with, with like social media and videography, like real estate is like what I'm trying to get into more right now being just making real estate videos of houses for sale, which is really fun and I'm really good at it. And it's a lot less stressful than weddings. So this is how we're making our money. And with that comes the ability to not be tied to a specific place. So we're just throwing around the ideas of moving somewhere warmer. And, but we both have a lot of family here and that is the dilemma. We went and looked at houses today and the ones that we can afford are just, cause we want a yard right yeah. now. We just have a little patio. We live in this like neighborhood where houses a- are super close together and you kind of have a lot it's more parks that and way trails. Everywhere I feel like. Yeah, a lot more neighborhoods are kind of kind of becoming like that because housing is getting or more and more expensive. In our, in our price bracket, like anything under six hundred thousand dollars has over under is not much of square feet or lot size. Yeah, and by the way, six hundred thousand is still way over our price. No, that's bracket. what I'm saying. Like, you can't. It's. It's like, it's a defeating feeling. Yeah. So like in our neighborhood, even with like houses in like four to $500,000 are are the same size as our house. They're just, they're just not attached to another house. So we have a townhome right now. 
But the ones that cost... So for like four to 500000 you can get... It's no, like, there, there's like four or five bedroom houses. But they're but basic. They're are, not much bigger than our house. The yards are pretty tiny. And then the yard is not much bigger than our patio. It's but just, the upsides of the neighborhood we live in, there's a big HOA, but there's tons of trails and parks and there's a lake and there's... You know. A, like there's canoes and paddle boards and it's just a beautiful place. Love it. Can you tell down... So no, these are just, I'm laying out the pros and cons. Your pros and cons are very weighted. Look, let's talk about the pros of St. George. No, I'm just saying. Because there are many. We went and looked at houses today and it was depressing to me. Yeah, the yards are so tiny. Houses are so close together. Like the houses are a fine size, but just Dallin and I working from home, we want like an office. It'd be so fun to have a yard. And we want like an extra bedroom for. I think it'd be cool to have a separated for office like, like well, out in the trees somewhere yeah it'd be cool but it would also cost a million dollars here <laughs> i know yeah like we would like a guest room and we would like an Pros, office amazing community cons you can hear your neighbors talking to each other even though they're in a separate house right you have your windows that's the open. other thing dallin and i fight sometimes and i'm pretty sure our neighbors know ex- everything about us no. and all of our issues i think they do our neighbors are so quiet. I don't even know if... We have really good insulation. The only time no, I hear them is when I they turn on their blender. On both sides. You do hear their blender. Yeah. The ones on the other side are like, do they even live there? Are they just actors hired to walk in and out of the house so we think people live there? Who would hire them? I don't know, but... Maybe. I, well, no, they live there. I almost ran over her this morning on my way to the gym. Jeez. Not really. Careful. Like she just pulled out of her garage at the same time as me. and She was like waiting for me. But yeah, we rarely see them, but they're so nice. We have talked to them. They're really nice people. No, they're nice. I'm just. We just like, rarely see them. Maybe we're the recluses. We've never had friends in ever anywhere. <laughs> like we've in, moved so often. In any of our houses. Yeah, we need to be better neighbors. There was the we apartment. Should have, we should have brought them our little Easter treats. <laughs> at Turnberry, we lived at this apartment called Turnberry. We didn't really have much hope there because we called the police on our neighbors a couple of times. Well, yeah, they're just abusing each other upstairs. We heard the ladies screaming. This podcast is going all over the place. It is. Anyways. Thank you guys for, li- you guys who listen to the end are the <laughs> troopers. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we even talking about? It, we're talking about being good neighbors. That was our, we were talking about our Oh dilemma. yeah, pros and cons. So anyways, uh, a lot of you guys have, some, so many of you guys have said move to St. George. It's so nice. Other people who said, um, stay close to family. It's worth it. I mean, somebody said they're in the military and they're traveling a lot and have to be away from family and they would give anything to. Here's the thing. My have, family would move. My mom and dad would move. They're waiting for a reason. Would they? Yeah, they would. People we have talked to who live in St. George but have family up here, they say that they get their family visits them a whole bunch because they all want to like vacation and they use their visits as like vacations and stay at their house and go to like all the national parks or all the cool things that there are to do around St. George. And so that's that's pretty cool because we would want to have like space in our house for people to be able to stay there for a few days. Plus we met we Emily down in St. Invite- George. Yeah. Dallin and I, one of our main reasons for not moving to St. George what? was that, like, first and foremost, we love our family, right? Yeah. Secondly, we love that they babysit our kids. And we were like, if we move, who will babysit our kids for free? 
Because we go on like two dates a week right now. It's so nice. Yeah. And my mom comes down. Ashley's parents come over. It's really nice. <laughs> we legitimately had the conversation like, would our marriage fall apart? <laughs> no, it'd just become a lot harder till we made friends like or right hired now, babysitters. Right now, Dal and I are dying because my mom and dad moved, a, like, not moved away. They went on a trip for yeah. like a month and a freaking half. Yeah. And we went on vacation too. My mom, we need to have her come down. She'd probably come down tomorrow. Let's have her come down tomorrow. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> we got really used to having Ashley's parents live next door. And now that they're gone, it's like, geez, we have to watch our kids all day, every day. <laughs> but we met Emily, who was just like the most wonderful person. And she listens to our podcast and she just moved to St. George. And I was like, Dallin. Emily's awesome. Emily could babysit. That was so cool. Yeah, and she's, yeah, we would love, we would trust her implicitly with our kids. That's what I told Dallin. I was like, she's one of those people. So there we go. Problem solved. I don't know. So it's just our- Shout out to you, Emily. It's our great dilemma right now. We do not know what to do. Let us know your thoughts. Okay. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened to this. Thank you so much to our supporters, Deborah, Emily, Mary- so Just many a few of you guys. shout outs. Thank you so much. We've talked for a long time, so we'll skip the news stories for next time, but we have good ones. So more funny news stories slash inspirational ones, I guess. Right? Ashley has switched to those ones, heartwarming ones, are coming in our next podcast, and we'll start off with those. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Big Little Life with the Dashleys out. Life,